It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Former Nats GM Jim Bowden with The Athletic just dropped his 24 predictions for this offseason and for the Washington Nationals. Well, he dropped that Theo Epstein could be the Washington Nationals' next owner. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals as you get all your latest Nationals news and notes. And of course, search Locked On Nationals wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. And make sure to hit that subscriber button when you get there. Later on in today's show, or we'll be talking about some new little features coming over to Nationals Park. They're getting some new lights. This is kind of a geeky stadium thing that I like to talk about here. And I think Nationals fans as well would like to talk about it. Also, there's a nice little new scoreboard coming to Washington, D.C. as well. So let's talk about those renovations coming to Nats Park. Also, the Nationals announced new start times for 2024 games that always have started at 7.05. will now be starting at 6.45 Monday through Friday. I think it's a little bit interesting because not a lot of people are happy, but I think I've seen a lot of happy people, you could say. There's a fair little mix between the both, but let's talk about this because this is all I want to talk about today. In fact, this is the entire story. This is the entire podcast for Locked On National Tag. I can tell you that right then and right now. Jim Bowden, the former GM of the Washington Nationals, hired by the Lerner family way back in the day. Well. He now writes for The Athletic as kind of like an MLB insider and really just a smart, baseball-minded guy. Well, he dropped his 24 predictions for The Athletic this morning in this offseason at number 15 for the Washington Nationals. This is what he had to say. Quote, the Washington Nationals are finally sold and the new ownership group includes future Hall of Fame executive Theo Epstein, who will serve as the CEO and president of the club. What? Theo Epstein? The guy who got the freaking Boston Red Sox out of their slump? The guy who got the Chicago Cubs out of their slump? I Speechless. So here's the thing. Number one, what is his net worth? That's the first thing. As soon as I saw this, I looked up, what is Theo Epstein worth? How much money does he have in the deposits? And a few Google searches, some different answers, but again, in the same ballpark, I'd say roughly around $30 million. That's what Theo Epstein's net worth is. Obviously, the Nationals are a multi-billion dollar company. He's not going to be buying that by himself. But for Jim Bowden, again, a former Nationals employee, someone who has worked under the Lerner family, someone who has worked with Mike Rizzo, Nationals president of baseball operations, to drop the name Theo Epstein, On November 7, 2023, just out of nowhere, no one's really talking about it. No one has really even mentioned that Theo Epstein could be in the bidding 
or anything like that for this Nationals team. But it raised some eyebrows immediately, to say the least. As soon as I saw him write that, number one, for Jim Bowden to say this, again, as a former employee, as someone who has worked under the Lerner family, he's not just dropping this out of nowhere. This isn't something that he hasn't just not heard. He's obviously has had to hear something along the lines of Theo Epstein trying to get into ownership because as of right now, he's a consultant for Major League Baseball. He is a Major League Baseball employee. He doesn't work for any more teams. He's not a president of any team or of any whatso matter of whatever you want to look at. He doesn't work for Major League Baseball. He works for Major League Baseball, but doesn't work for any major ball club here. So the fact that you're dropping Theo Epstein here, maybe it is just a little bit of a clickbait. Maybe this isn't the biggest deal in the world. Maybe it's just a prediction, a fun little prediction, and he has no idea what could be happening. But the fact is, again, in the spider web here, Jim Bowden, he knows Mike Rizzo. He's worked with him. He's worked with the Lerner family here. He knows Major League Baseball executives. He's He definitely knows Theo Epstein being former executives for both of them. They've worked with each other. I'm sure they've done trades with each other as well. There are a lot of different things here that you can kind of connect the dots on to where you might say, this may not just be some out of nowhere, out of left field opinion. This may be really an educated guess and someone who may be a birdie in his ear, you could say. Because you don't just drop this. You don't just say Theo Epstein is going to be buying the Washington Nationals, me parting of that ownership group who also serve as a CEO and president of the club. I don't know what to expect here. Number one, here's the thing. In town here with the Washington Post and all the other outlets have been reporting this, and really the Athletic as well, a lot of different outlets. Everything points to Ted Leonsis buying from the Washington Nationals if they were to sell. That's just really what common sense says. And ultimately, that's probably what will happen. It's just seemingly... Ted Leonsis seems to be very interested in it. He just got this new TV network that the Nat or not the that the Wizards and the Capitals are playing on. He's going to want to expand that as well and hopefully take us away from that massive debacle. So we see this today, and it's just kind of like, what's going on here? Because Theo Epstein doesn't have the money to buy the Nationals on his own. Ted Leonsis, he's got a lot of mouths to feed. He's got the Capitals who are in a rebuild kind of right now. The Wizards, who just started this massive rebuild. And then the Nationals. If you were to buy the Nationals, that's three major sports teams already here in the District of Columbia. That's a lot of mouths to feed in just one spot. So what's kind of one way that you can maybe differentiate that? What's one way that you can maybe kind of think outside the box? Well, maybe Ted Leonsis is giving Theo Epstein a call saying, listen, if you put in X amount of money in this bid, get us over the hump, maybe we could buy this team. You're going to be the president and the CEO of this Nationals team. You're going to be the guy to run the daily operations. I will be the money. I will get the money to you. But you're going to be the guy to run this team from the ownership standpoint all the way down. First and foremost, if that is the case, if that's what it is, if Ted Leonsis is going to be the money behind this and Theo Epstein is going to be the brain behind this operation, sign me up like yesterday. Seriously, sign me up yesterday. Because here's one thing about Ted Leonsis, crossing streams here with DC Sports, but you get the point here. Ted Leonsis, 
He's never been afraid to spend the money on his teams. He hasn't. That is one complaint that the learner, you could say about the Lerner family, but even then, there's some debates about that. But you get the point. This team, if they were to be owned by, let's just say, 10 ounces, and as well as kind of being the head of the operation, is Theo Epstein. Again, someone who brought the Boston Red Sox from 86 years without a World Series title, brought them one in 2004. And then, of course, the Chicago Cubs, 108 years, winning one in 2016 as the head president of baseball operations there. This would be an insane hire. Insane. The best possibility of all possibilities out there. Not only are you going to be getting an owner like Ted Leonsis, and this is just me throwing Ted Leonsis' name out there. Not only are you going to get an owner like Ted Leonsis who is willing to kind of spend his money now, will he be doing that in baseball? We'll just have to see. But then you also have a smart minded baseball guy, someone who has been around the block, someone who has won multiple World Series, someone who has been a perennial contender every team he's been on, someone who has done all the rebuilds in the world and has done so successfully. You're getting a guy like that in the building at the top CEO position that you could ever hold. You're above the president. You're above all of that stuff here in the nation's capital as a Nationals owner. If Theo Epstein were to be the Nats owner, where do we, when does the parade start? Because really, that's what it's about. And I've always kind of been outspoken on this, I feel like. I've always kind of liked the ownership situation here. The Lerner family, I think they deserve some slack at times. I think at times you can criticize them for moves that they have or have not made. And you can say that every day of the week. I balance both plays there. I can spin both. But this scenario right here, right now, if you were to have Theo Epstein as the chairman of the Washington Nationals, he may not be all the money behind it, but he's going to be the one calling the shots, being the CEO, being ahead of Mike Rizzo even. And Mike Rizzo is a great president of baseball operations. He's one of the better ones in the game. He's been one of the longest tenure presidents in all of baseball. But if you were to get Theo Epstein in the building, I saw someone post on my on my comment this morning on Twitter, say, well, what would happen with Mike Rizzo? I love Mike Rizzo. I'm a Mike Rizzo guy. I've stayed on the table for him. I'll stand on the table for him again. When you're talking about Theo Epstein, a Hall of Fame executive, someone who I think is already in the Hall of Fame, if not, will be here real soon. I can tell you that for a fact. If you were to get someone like that just in your building, even just being an owner, it doesn't matter what happens? It doesn't matter who your GM is. I love Mike Rizzo again. I would want to keep Mike Rizzo regardless. But if Theo Epstein is going to be coming in here and he's going to say, I'm going to be the decision maker. No problem. Sorry, Mike Rizzo. I love you. I love the guy. Won a World Series here. He's done the same things that Theo Epstein has has, but not to the extent that Epstein has done. What he has done across Major League Baseball for two franchises who have, haven't won World Series in decades, winning them both, ending the streaks, all the different things that Theo Epstein has accomplished as a major league executive. Sign me up. Sign me up yesterday. And again, to kind of get this back to full circle here, Jim Bowden, in my opinion, would not just be throwing this around as just some speculative, educated guess. This feels like a little bit more than that. So maybe it's not Leonsis 
and Theo Epstein that would be partnering for this. Maybe it's someone else that we just don't even know about at this moment. There's a lot of different things to consider here. But when you talk about Theo Epstein, again, someone who has won multiple World Series titles, been in the postseason so many damn times throughout his career, has won executive of the year, has won all different things, all different awards out in the books, has had a coaching tree, not a coaching tree, but an executive tree that the way that Bill Belichick has had in the NFL. That is what you're going to want here in the nation's capital. That is what Nationals fans and really what these Nationals players and the organization needs. This would be just amazing, to say the least. Amazing. If they can pull this off, oh my God. Washington Nationals fans, we would be back like we never left. I can tell you that for a fact. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And later on in today's show, we're going to be talking about here, coming up next actually, the Nationals have a new start time entering 2024. Some people are upset. Some people are fine with it. We'll discuss it. But before we get into it, let me tell you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And guys, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That is $150 if your team wins because you can score early with the NFL season, which is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And the app is so easy to use, guys. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. Maybe you want to take this week with the Commanders. Maybe you want to bet against the Commanders or maybe bet against the Patriots because we saw them. They were not looking all too good this weekend. You can do whatever with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. And now, the Nationals. Yesterday, Scott Allen of the Washington Post broke the news that the Nationals will be moving up their start times from 7.05 Eastern time to 6.45 Eastern. And a lot of people were upset, you could say. Some people were happy. Well, I don't really see why people would be upset. Now, again, if you're coming from maybe some western portion of Virginia or maybe southern Maryland or maybe a place where it's just a little bit tough to get to D.C., yeah, it may be a little tougher to get to work. But also the thing is, for the season ticket base, for a lot of the fans who are here locally in Washington, D.C., whether it be Fairfax County, Arlington County, Montgomery, PG County, or just living in the city in D.C. There's a lot of different things to like about this, in my opinion. Number one, I think this is kind of going to refresh this fan base a little bit, in a sense. I think this is going to allow people to, number one, come to games and know that you will be getting out a hell of a lot earlier than what we were over the last few years. Major League Baseball has done one thing really well here. Rob Manfred, you got to give him credit for this. He has done kind of the unthinkable, you could say, kind of making these new rules and making them work seamlessly in which I never thought would happen. Over the course of this season, we saw the time in games just drop dramatically by 20-plus minutes. You saw that across baseball, and it wasn't just every day. In fact, it wasn't every day at all, you could say. There were some games that did roam on a little bit too long. 
But again, if you're a baseball fan, I don't think that's going to bother you a little bit. I think life's going to get in the way regardless, whether you have work to go to, whether you have to drop your kid off at school in the morning. There's a lot of different things that life will just simply get in the way for. But having these start times a little bit early, number one, I think it's going to help the attendance even just a little bit. That's something that we have seen as these early start times come, like you've seen it in Tampa or name that kind of mid-market team that has made the start time to 645 or 640 or 635, whatever it is. And they have kind of seen an uptick in attendance, which at the end of the day is more money for the owners, which is then hopefully uses more money going towards the payroll. So having this early start time now, I think it's a good thing. This is going to be a good thing for the Nationals at this moment. There's nothing to hate for it. I'm sure on a Wednesday afternoon, getting into D.C., trying to be in the teeth of rush hour, getting into the district. Yeah, that's not going to be too fun. But even then, a 20-minute difference, really getting there isn't that big of a difference. You're leaving 20 minutes earlier. And yeah, you might be leaving a little bit of a thicker rush hour joint. But other than that, it should be okay. I don't think Nationals fans should be concerned about this. I don't think Nationals fans should be upset about it because, in fact, there's just really not all too much to be that upset about when it comes to this situation here. I like it. It's going to be a good thing, in my opinion. I think more fans will be able to get to the stands. I think more fans will be able to come to the games. And also, I think for the kids, growing the sport, something that Rob Manfred has really tried to do, getting games over in London to play an international series with whether it be the Cardinals and the Cubs or the Yankees and the Red Sox. He's trying to grow this game. And in fact, you need to grow this game because we've seen it over the years. At some points, it's dipped in numbers. The World Series had record low numbers this year. Again, I don't really care about the TV numbers, but for the overall betterment of the game, you should probably care, or I should probably care, a little bit more about the numbers than what I already do. So I think it's going to be a good thing. Games are going to start a little earlier. They're going to end a little earlier as well. And I think that's where the key comes into play here. Because getting out of Nats Park at 9.30 at night compared to like 9 o'clock or 9.10, that's going to be a lot better. Because I remember those days when I was a season ticket holder way back in 2014, 2012, whatever years it was. Getting out of games on a Tuesday night when it's 10.15, 10.20, 10.30 at night, on a Tuesday. Number one, most of the time I wouldn't be there. But also number two, meh, it wasn't all too fun. You get tired there. And also the players probably get a little tired as well. So I think it's going to be a good thing. It's whatever. You know, I work in sports radio. I know the business of all of it and stuff. It's going to be a little interesting, I think. A lot of new changes here. And I think with the Nationals, I think they're trying to take advantage of Hopefully a young refurbished Navy Yard area that has a ton of office buildings, has a ton of people who are in the area, who are active, who go out to bars. I think the Nationals are trying to capitalize on maybe possible uptick in income. And if you have guys like James Wood, Dylan Cruz, CJ Abrams, and you have these marketable young players, maybe they are right. Maybe this will be a little bit extra money in their pocket, and maybe that just gets them to sell the team to Theo Epstein and Ted Leonsis. And then after that, we'll see what happens. Because I think it's going to be an interesting one. It'll be fun. Baseball will still be baseball. Next, let's talk about some renovations coming to Nationals Park with a new scoreboard and as well as some new lights. We'll talk about that after this. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you for making Locked On Nats your first listen. And of course, you can check us out on every single podcast platform, including on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe over on YouTube. Search Locked On Nationals there. Hit that subscriber button. Well, this came a few weeks ago. We kind of dabbled into it just a tad bit, but I do want to kind of recircle back to this. So the Nationals are getting LED lights in place into Nationals Park. You've already seen Talk Nats broke this over on Twitter. He discussed this in his little article there as well. They're already taking the light bulbs out. And if you're in the Navy Yard area, just look up at Nationals Park. You'll see there's no lights there anymore. Good. The Nationals, they're finally getting these LED lights, which I think started in Yankee Stadium a few years back when I think, I want to say Aaron Judge's rookie season. Maybe it was like 2018, 2019 maybe. Maybe not judge's rookie season, but whatever. I think it's cool. I like these nerdy baseball park renovation things. I like to see what Wrigley Field looked like before they made all the renovations as of recent. I like to see what Bush Stadium looked like back in the day before they made some renovations. I like to see what Yankee Stadium looked like before they made all those renovations back in the day. Yeah, I get it. Nationals Park, we ain't one of those cathedrals like we were just naming there. But again, when you're talking about kind of stuff that you just want to see happen, improve the fan experience, improve and get have people want to be in the ballpark, make it a little bit exciting. When you see other teams across Major League Baseball, every team almost has LED lights that, and really if people don't know what I'm talking about, they're the LED lights that blink when you hit a home run that are going off in the whole stadium, half of it's dark, half of it's light. It's a cool little light show that, Major League Baseball is done that you're seeing across a lot of different sports right now. And I think it's going to be a really cool thing. Again, this is something that the Nationals, they can't just spend on for themselves. I don't know who's spending on for it, but I do know this. Nationals Park is owned by the city, so I'm assuming it's probably taxpayer dollars that are coming into this and spending for this new LED light situation. But I think it's a really cool thing. This is going to be cool. You're going to see different light shows. Maybe when C.J. Abrams hits a home run, you're going to see the whole place packed with these weird lightings that are going to be blinking on and off. I think it's going to be really cool. You see that Dodger Stadium and all these meccas of baseball. So seeing it come to Nationals Park, it's a cool thing. I think Nationals Park will be better for it. It'll make for a little bit more of a fun environment. And I think it's going to be a win-win scenario, whichever way you really look at it this way. So going forward, yeah, I think that's going to be a cool thing. I just want to discuss, let me know what you think about the LED lights coming over to Nationals Park. But also, there is a new scoreboard coming to Nationals Park as well. And for the real ones, if you know, you know. When Nationals Park opened back in 2009, everyone raved about that scoreboard, how big it is. And it was. It was a huge scoreboard. At that moment in time, not many teams in baseball or even in sports had a scoreboard of that size. It was massive. It was like a the seventh greatest wonder of the world or whatever the heck people say about that stuff. 
it was huge. But over the years, one thing has come true. That thing has worn down. You've seen the sun bleach spots really kind of kick in there. And the Nationals red where it says Nationals Park on top is like kind of like a whitish red. If you see, if you're watching over on YouTube, I got the Nationals red on my screen right now. It certainly is not that color anymore. It's sun bleach. It's been in the sun forever and it hasn't been repaired probably since 2009. Well, they're getting that new scoreboard in and hopefully just maybe they'll even have a working clock with it because we all know, we remember in the 2010s, the Nationals, they used to have that clock. They used to work. They used to show the time. Sometime in 2019, I believe, is when that thing broke down and it just never got fixed. In fact, I think they even took off the two little legs on it as well. It never got fixed. Nothing ever happened of it. And, you know, for people, some people, probably most people, don't really care about things like that. But me, as someone who likes Major League Baseball, ballparks, cathedrals, whatever you want to call them, I want to see that thing working. I want to see our investment as taxpaying people here in D.C. have something go for it and say, Fix this thing. It's a nice stadium. There's a lot of different things to like about Nationals Park. The neighborhood is nice. The bars around town, all of it is very nice, but you don't have your scoreboard working. Or at times in day games, you can't see the scoreboard because of the angle of what you're sitting at. Or maybe the time of day and there's sunlight flashing on the scoreboard and you're seeing like these pixelation and these pixels that you probably should never be seeing in the year of 2023. That just kind of goes to show you how outdated that scoreboard was. So I think all of these renovations are going to be cool coming to Nationals Park. I certainly have some ideas of what also could come. But at this moment in time, we don't know what else is going to be coming. As far as I've heard, I think it's just going to be the lights and as well as the new scoreboard coming to town, which I think will make for a better fan experience. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. If Theo Epstein, if he's the new owner of the Washington Nationals, sign me up tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 